today cherish uh, listeners i want to thank the living god for granting us another day and giving us opportunity um, to rewrite all our wrongs and then start new chapters because um, it is very important for us to note that every given day is like a blank check given to us to write new things in our life we are also handed another opportunity to reflect on the past life and make corrections as we go ahead i come your way today under the umbrella name leadership for impact to share with you another very important episode I will be discussing several several different topics. But what I want to say is that whatever I discuss, I would like to link it with leadership. Because I see it as the mandate that is being given me. I see it as a calling. And I believe that if I'm able to help people become very responsible leaders, many things will change. Because people lead with intentions. And intentions are universal principles that guide the decision. So if people make very responsible decisions, then the result is almost 90% guarantee that what we are going to get will be the best. So I love to talk about leadership. But today, my topic is going to be very different totally different many people might not have considered it as very important as such but very important and i also believe that people might not have thought of it because it's long overdue yeah in the course of my research i've seen many people written about it but majority of people haven't taken it a step further to discuss with people to see the need to uphold such an important institution and such an important uh, privilege given us by no mean a person than our creator. Today, the topic I want us to think about and talk about is the leadership in the institution of marriage. Leadership in the institution of marriage very very uh, awkward as it may seem I always get my inspiration when I go to the bath that is where most of my creativity in the writings and stuff starts so today when I went into bath this idea of leadership in the institution of marriage came up so I decided to just do some quick research and deal with it Marriage, as we all know, is the union between two discerning people who agree to settle down as a husband and wife. It's a very lovely harmony and something that can happen to two different people with two different lifestyle and characters or characteristics. But it's so beautiful. Because marriage is an institution 
It's not me, a bond. It's a whole institution. It is only marriage that gives you a whole institution in the house or your home where you have various participants in the line of that leadership. Let me visit the holy book and look at what the creator himself said. Because that's the beginning of the journey. If you open your book to the most wise book written by King Solomon, Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 22. And I read, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and receive favors from the Lord. So the moment you are able to find a partner, then you have found a good thing. Straight away, you have been in you are being moved to that particular default position because you are going to receive favors from God. Because marriage was the first institution that was established by no any other person human but God in the Garden of Eden, which the Bible teaches. So, the moment you become a husband and wife, both of you have assumed leadership roles, even as husband and wife. Because you married with intention and from there you are going to take very important decisions. Your decisions are not going to end with you. Your decisions are going to affect generations. If people really want to know the basic idea of God is to make sure that he raised responsible generations. And only that generations can come through marriage. So, as a partner, we are given unique roles to play, to lead our next generation. So, God himself said, multiply and increase and dominate the earth. Multiply, increase, and dominate the earth. So that is the first mandate given to you. And you can only dominate as a leader. Be a male or female. So through procreation, we assume the role of leadership. And then, if you give birth, you become a father. And as a father, there are many things that take place. We'll be looking at a litany of them. But the first stage is that the moment your wife is pregnant, you have already transferred 23 chromosomes into the child that is going to be given birth. Your wife has given 23 chromosomes. So in all, 46 chromosomes. Genetically, you have transferred your characteristics into the next person 
not just a next person but the next generation the replica of the two of you so in that particular regards you two have become leaders because you are passing out information genetic genetically and you are going to show love and you are going to pass on a lot of things to that next generation so if your leadership doesn't begin now and doesn't work now it means you are creating havoc for the next generation this is very deep and i want you to understand it that way so when a woman is pregnant and a man refuses his, his role and responsibilities and maybe a woman is pregnant and begin to take things that are very toxic to the newborn baby drinking and all the stuff that will not give a healthy child it means you haven't used your leadership role well because your intent and purposes are not giving a good result and for that matter you are giving a very ill next generation and making the purpose of God very difficult to be established so leadership assume when you assume leadership positions when you are becoming a father and a mother and God has been so unique that both the man and the woman all contribute 23 chromosomes that represent your characteristics in the next person i am a complete product of my mom and dad because i have 23 chromosomes of my dad and my mom and sometimes i can see that i'm exhibiting the characteristics of my mom and sometimes i see that i exhibit the characteristics of my dad and scientifically it is totally proven and it has been accepted universally that genetically or genetically sorry we are representative of our parents as next generation we are replacing them as a father you play many roles you show your wife affection your wife intention your affection and the two of you together raise a family the moment a newborn child is given to you you cease not only to be only a father you now become a mentor and a coach a mentorship and coaching is a role of leader so as a mentor you begin to teach the next generation the child you have given birth to or the children you have given birth to things that you know that will make them very responsible citizens of a country and the globe you begin to teach them good morals you begin to instill into them values you begin to give them a trait of integrity you raise them to be very sound children and in that role they are becoming leaders you are passing your leadership role to the next generation very interesting interest uh, interestingly as a coach you teach them how to make good decisions you teach them how to make wonderful choices you guide them to correct their mistakes you you motivate them to aim higher and you teach them many technical skills many vocational skills what is so much admirable 
than to see a mother or a father teaching their children how to ride a bicycle, how to cook, how to wash, how to eat on the dining table, how to iron their shirt, how to uh, lay their bed, and all those stuff. The moment you are passing all these things into your child, you are a father, but you have moved from the level of fatherhood to the level of a mentor and a coach. And this is just something that we need not to take for granted because it's just a privilege given to you and I by the Creator. The moment you become a father and a mentor and a role model to your children and other people around you, the responsibility is also that you will be providing for your children. You give them shelter, you give them clothes, and you make sure that their health is in good shape. You always make sure that you protect them and give them the warmth and the security. All these are the rules of leadership. Even at a point in time, you think of giving your all to the children to make them better than who you are. Such a wonderful sacrifice is born out of leadership. Because leaders are meant to think about the welfare of the other people than themselves and make sure that they are able to improve the life of other people than themselves. So, as a father, as a mother, as a parent in the institution of marriage, discharging your leadership role, you are becoming responsible not because you are in default but because you are being handed a baton and that baton comes with such a duty to what discharge from there because you have given birth to children you think of getting a house where those children can be raised so you create a home either you buy a house or you build one just to make sure that your children have a very wonderful um, um, shelter where they can think and where they can grow, where they can be nurtured into responsible next generations. So that is also something about leadership. You give them the resources, you educate them. Home as the first institution of or agent of socialization you are able to make your child grow to become very unique, very original, diverse, tolerant, and a lot. So all these responsibilities as you are discharging are something you are passing to the next generation. And the basic line, or the baseline is that leaders pass on traits to the next generation. So in the institution of marriage, you can just enter without thinking about which role you are playing. You are a leader as a husband, you are a leader as a wife, and together, the two of you are raising a next generation. So, you become very responsible. You will think it will make you responsible again to think of how to move your family around. So, somebody may buy a car, other may buy a motorbike, other may buy a bicycle, 
or anything that can move the family around. So that is also a responsibility. And leaders provide, leaders provide for their subject to be comfortable. They provide every basic need that will make their subject comfortable. You feed them. You make sure that they eat the best food. You take them for their regular medical checkups. And when they are injured, you treat their wounds with love. What a privilege. What a wonderful privilege. So don't just take those things for granted. The next thing that you do as a leader in marriage is respect. Either a husband or a wife. You have to make sure that you maintain some level of respect that will make your children be so proud of you. So as a husband, you have the responsibility to protect your life and protect your wife, protect your family. Make sure that you both are able to nurture and grow a very, very dignified repetition, repetition for the family, a very dignified image for the family. So you do all this in order to be able to raise the children to that level of standard where people around the world will see you as an exemplified people, exemplified image, exemplified characteristics to emulate. And that alone is not a mean thing. So as a husband, you have to make sure that your wife plays a very wonderful role. You have to show her affection. Make sure that the, fam- the family don't become so broken. Make sure that um, there is no divorce. You have to make sure that you protect her. Even in her weakness, you have to compliment. Make sure that you keep her from all the prey of other men. You have to be very loving with the jealousy. Yeah, Many people have to say that why a wife jealous, why a husband jealous. You have to be jealous because you are protecting the image of your marriage. You are protecting the image of your family. And you are protecting an image that you are passing on to the next generation who are your children. So that is why you have to make sure that all these things are working well. Love her. Love him with jealousy. Make sure that any kind of propaganda that will be passed on by the next person, be it a woman trying to um, crash on your husband, be it a man trying to crash on your wife, make sure that you create borders and protect that person to keep that image that both of you are going to transfer to your next generation. Because when you are able to build this particular unique respect, there there is a probability, high level of probability, that your children are going to emulate and also build a family out of that. That is why most times, when children are from broken homes, where there is divorce, the likelihood is that their marriage may not stand. So, that level of respect and that level of image that you are carving as leaders in marriage is something you are passing on to the next generation. It is only in the institution of marriage that the two of you have a bond that we call romance. Out of institution of marriage, you are given the legal right, you are given the legal right out of the institution of marriage to bond extra, extra more. And that is romance. To show affection to one another beyond reasonable doubt where 
the word of Shai is taken out of your life and you are mean to see one another in your natural form. And that is only in the institution of marriage. The only place it is legitimate and legal is when you are able to settle them as a husband and a wife. You are given that legal right as couples to be so romantic in what you do. You are allowed to kiss, you are allowed to sleep together, to bath together, to do whatever you want to do together, have sex and all those kind of things because you have assumed leadership position and these are the benefits that you are being given so that it will motivate you to bring the next generation. God is a kind person and he makes sure that he put pleasure in everything he gives. So, in the marriage, he has given you romance to make you feel the pleasure of that responsibility to compensate all the stress you go through to raise the next generation. So that is why marriage cannot stand. When there's no sex, there's no romance, there's no affection, there's no kissing, that bonding is not there. You see? Because you can't build up a next generation in dryness. So that is the lubricant that will make the two of you be able to move over all the rough edges in your life. I want you to take this thing and take it for uh, good that jealousy is not entirely bad in a relationship if it is on the grounds to protect the partner from a pre uh, what from uh, uh, somebody who is danger or dangerous to your bonding but it must be handled with very level of what maturity that is why marriage in itself is not for young people it's just for matured mind and maturity is not a matter of growth or age maturity is a mindset so the moment people are trying to take themselves into the institution of marriage we believe that they are matured and they will be able to handle the situation in order to raise the next generation for their country and the world at large. Because if you are not able to, in your leadership as a husband and a wife and a father and a mother, and that mentor and a coach, uh, raise a good generation, you are putting the rest of the people in the world in danger. Because if you raise a world generation, you can imagine the havoc they will cause to people on the road they drive, on the malls they buy, on uh, at the churches they attend, as the social functions they attend, and other other places, the workplaces and other stuff. So, it is a responsibility, and we have to take that particular privilege as a very first leadership role we are given. The last one I want to just talk about is legacy and um, footprint. Because the moment you assume that particular leadership role in your marriage, you see that you begin to think of what you are going to leave to your children as a legacy. Some people leave integrity entirely as their legacy to their marriage, like their children. And the moment you mention his name everywhere, every door that is closed is open. Everyone that 
is hard becomes soft. People give them the protocol straight away because their parents were able to leave a legacy of integrity as their property to them. So I have been to many conferences, I have been to many places where you mention somebody's name and people are on their feet just because they know him and they know what he has chopped, the kind of success and accomplishment, the kind of image, the kind of dignity, the kind of decross, and the kind of lifestyle, exemplary lifestyle that he lived, the mentorship he has given to many, many people, and that alone is a great footprint, indelible, it cannot be claimed. Being a father and a leader, being a mother, and a leader is just handing a baton to the next generation. And I want to say, take your marriage as a wonderful institution given to you by God to establish your dominion on earth. Take marriage as an institution and believe that you are leaders in it to be able to contribute meaningfully your quota to the development of this world. Take the leadership in your marriage as a role to be able to raise children of wealth and worthy to be wonderful leaders in the next generation. I want to end here, but what I want to end with is that I don't take it for granted that I've been a father. But what I believe is that being a father is not enough until you are a role model, until you are a coach, until you assume that responsibility, until you show, you build that respect and prestige, until you are able to leave a legacy for the next generation. And throughout this particular discussion, I have made a lot of information available to you to help you to start thinking of how to be a good leader in your home. Because the problems we are encountering in this world are just signs and symptoms of broken homes. Not just broken because man and woman are divorced, but because we have all relegated this wonderful privilege as responsibilities to the background. We have neglected very important things. We are chasing money that will not be able only to guarantee the next generation. Today, I challenge you to start to become a good parent, a good leader, a good mother, a good father. And find a way to make that particular mandate given to you by God a very meaningful one. I stand for change. And through this podcast, it is my desire not to be popular, but to be inspirational. I always want to use this God-given talent to inspire others so that together all of us, will be able to improve, will be motivated, will be educated and informed 
to make very meaningful decisions that will have very great impact not only on our immediate constituent but the world at large so that the narrative of extremism the narrative of poverty the narrative of racism the narrative of stigmatization the narrative of robbery the narrative of all the negative things around us will begin to shift so that we'll be able to rewrite wonderful 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 history to make our world a better place for everyone humanity is the baseline of my my life i am born to serve humanity and this is the only way i think i can also contribute to the development of our world let the change start from you be a responsible leader in the institution of your marriage may god bless you and until i come your way again i remain your utmost friend thompson taking kuku scholar founder and leader of leadership for impact may god bless you and may god keep you and strengthen you and may god give you the knowledge and wisdom to be able to live the life of worth worthiness that is why i'm linko scholastic paragon virtue paragon virtue means i'm worthy of emulation may god bless you and bless you all bye bye